You can be seated. And if you would turn to two openings, turn to Second Timothy and Psalm four. Second Timothy three and one. He said, this know also, in other words, know this too, that in the last days, perilous times shall come. And he talks about how men will be, and it's not good, how selfish and disobedient and unthankful and goes on and on about how people love pleasure more than they love God. And man, you don't have to look far to see that now. I mean, that's. But he said, as a result of that, there will be perilous times. Another translation brought out, uh, there'd be dangerous times. Dangerous. So uh, we began talking last week about the answer to this. Hmm? What do you do if you live in dangerous times? Well, you have Psalm 4, Psalm 4, and verse 8 says, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep, even in the middle of dangerous times. Why? For you, Lord, only make me dwell in safety. Dwell means live, stay, live where? In safety, dwell and stay where? In safety, listen to uh, the English version, today's English version is the exact title. He said, when I lie down, I go to sleep in peace, you alone, O Lord, keep me perfectly safe. You alone. Oh Lord, only you keep me perfectly safe. So the title of this series is Perfect Protection. Perfect Protection. Faith comes by hearing. If you're going to have faith in protection, you should hear something about protection. Particularly, the more dangerous days you live in, you ought to hear some more about it. So that you're prepared, so that you can lay hold of and enjoy and live in and stay in this perfect protection. He said, you alone, O Lord, keep me perfectly safe. Everybody say that out loud. You alone, O Lord, keep me perfectly safe. Say it out loud again. You alone, O Lord, keep me perfectly safe. One more time. You alone, O Lord, keep me perfectly safe. Hallelujah. Is it true? Well, it's Bible. Do you believe it? Do you believe it for yourself? You were there in 2 Timothy 3. Do you still have that or not? Good. Look at it again then. He said in the last days, there'd be perilous times. The world 
is a perilous place. The world is a dangerous place. And the fix is not for you and I to go on a crusade to make the whole world safe. Ain't going to happen. Did you hear me? Oh, sure. Do whatever you know to do around your house and around your church. And that's what we're talking about. You living in this safety and protection. But as far as me and you and all the believers in the world changing the whole globe and making the whole planet safe to live on, we're not going to get her done. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Why? Well, not everybody's going to get saved. Not everybody's going to serve God. And there are demons in the world. And there's curse in the world. So there is going to be. As long as you live, as long as your kids live, your grandkids live till the Lord comes back, there's going to be this danger. There's going to be this peril. Now, Paul talked about this. Go to 2 Corinthians 11. How many believe Paul was and is a man of faith? You believe he walked in power? Led by the Spirit? But look in 2 Corinthians 11 and 26. He talks about some experiences he had. 2 Corinthians eleven twenty six. He said, in journeyings often, in perils of waters. Now, peril means danger. Perils of waters, perils of robbers, perils by my own countrymen, perils by the heathen, perils in the city, perils in the wilderness, perils in the sea, perils among false brethren. Hmm. Let me read that to you from the uh, NIV. He said, I've been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my own countrymen, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false brothers. Could you be in danger? Well, he was in a lot of danger. He was in a lot of dangerous situations. Go back to Second Timothy now, same chapter, third chapter. And he, you know, this is the same man the Spirit of God is speaking through who talks about there's going to be perilous times in the last days. Well, he knew what he was talking about personally, didn't he? He said, I've been in a lot of dangerous situations. I've been in a lot of perilous situations. And in 2 Timothy 3, when he said in the last days, there'd be perilous times. If you skip on down in that same chapter. In verse 10. So all this flows together. He said, but you have fully known my doctrine, manner of life. Purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came to me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra. 
What persecutions I endured. But. Oh yeah. But. Out of them all. The Lord. Delivered me. Glory to God. Out of them all. The New Living says, but the Lord delivered me from all of it. The NRS says, the Lord rescued me from all of them. All of them. Did the Lord promise you that he would get you out of every dangerous situation? Let me say it like this, that you'd never be in a dangerous situation. No. No. But what do you have his word on? That he will protect you. And he will keep you. He will guard you. He will guide you. And out of it all. Oh hallelujah. Out of them all. He delivered me. Glory to God. That's what the psalmist said. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivers him out of them All, out of all of them. Say it out loud, I'm coming through everyone. Delivered from everyone. Protected through everyone. Glory to God. I mean, when you think about all the things he had gone through. Shipwrecked. Attacked. On and on and on. And he's writing about it. He said, yeah, I went through a lot. He said, but the Lord delivered me out of every one of them. And here I am writing you this letter. Because God is faithful to protect. Can you say amen? Amen. You alone, O Lord, keep me perfectly safe. Now turn to Psalm 91. We began to look at this last week and we saw a great truth. We know the Lord is faithful. If he tells you he'll do something, you can count on it. We don't have to be concerned about him. If he's going to do his part, we should focus on our part. What's our part of this thing? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. We learned one thing last week. That's our part. Psalm 91. Are you there? He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord. Is saying important? How did God create everything we see? He said it. And it was. How do you get born again? You believe it in your heart. And you say it with your mouth. If you need a mountain moved out of your life, what do you do? You speak to it, right? And the list goes on and on and on. In what Second Corinthians 4, he said, I believed, therefore I've spoken. We believe, and so we speak. So it gives God a legal right to work in our lives. And if we're going to expect protection, then we need to say out loud of our mouth 
and not just one time and forget it for the next 20 years. When it crosses your mind, every time it's relevant, open your mouth and say, the Lord is my protector. The Lord is my refuge. The Lord is my shelter. He's my God. In Him, I trust. You need to say it. You need to decree it. And it needs to be so that it's not just talk, that He is your God. Now, we went into some detail last week and went to different scriptures where God's people had forsaken God and replaced Him with something else in their life. And then when they got in trouble, they come and asked Him for help. And He said, why don't you ask your new gods? Hmm? If you're not in covenant with God and you break covenant with Him, then... uh, You know, he's not in a place legally to protect. And we talked about our own nation, how serious it is that more and more people are saying, we don't want God. We don't want God in our schools. We don't want God in our government. We don't want God at the courthouse. We don't want God. We don't want God. Don't bring up that God stuff. Leave God out of it. Well, you can't put God out and keep his protection. Are you with me now? You can't push God out. And expect his protection. So we can't control everybody. But as for us. (laughs) Right? As for me in my house. What do we say? The Lord is my refuge. The Lord is my rock. The Lord is my protector. And my shelter. He's my God. In Him I will trust. And you don't mince words when you say it. You don't make apologies for it. You're not ashamed of it. If somebody else is not saying it, they ought to be. But let's go on today to another part. Back up to the first verse again, the first part. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High. Now, uh, the language here, when you talk about protection... If you look up the words in the Hebrew and the Greek, you keep hearing words like shelter, refuge, covert, and it has to do with a covering. And it's very similar to your hands covering something. You ever done that? Maybe the wind was blowing or something was in danger and you reach over, you put your hands over it. To cover it, weren't you protecting it? That is the picture of what our God does for us. (laughs) Is he able to do it? Can he cover us? And uh, you'll find, we'll read some of these Psalms as the Lord helps us and goes along. But he keeps talking about a secret place. And it's not a place that's just secret to us. If it was, we'd be in trouble. We couldn't find it. We couldn't get in it. (laughs) It's secret to the enemy. Oh, did you hear that now? He's talking about a place where you can come and see. It's this way to a degree today, but particularly back then. This is before the days of intercontinental missiles and nuclear weapons and all that. If a, a raiding army came against you. If you had a place you could get in and shut the door, then they couldn't get to you. Some of them 
dug places out of the sides of mountains. Some of them built huge stone walls. And you know it, you've read about it. But it had to do with a safe place. Where when the enemy came in, you could sound the trumpet and everybody come a running and get in the safe place. Get in the shelter. Put those great big railroad ties on the door. And uh, if you had a high enough tower, you could get up in it and you could go, nah, 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 you can't get me. And just let them sit out there till they got hungry and thirsty and left. Well, we have an enemy. No way. Goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. We got a devil, an enemy. But we got a God. And we got a secret place. We got a safe place in him. Where the enemy can't get us. He can't touch us. Oh, it makes him mad. Oh, it's frustrating to him. But we like it. Read that first verse to me again. What does it say? Dwell means live. You don't just visit here. You live here. In this what? Secret place. Of the Most High. Keep reading to me. Abide. Abide means live. Stay there. Abide. Where? Under the shadow. What does it mean shadow? Well God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. So what do we mean Shadow. It just simply means he's over you. Thank you, Lord. And something trying to get you, it's got to come through him. <laughs> and nobody has done that yet. And it's never going to happen. <laughs> That's not it. The enemy getting through God is not even a concern. The enemy penetrating and breaking through this shelter, this safe place is not even a possibility. It's not even possible for the enemy. Then why do people get in trouble and get hurt and get destroyed? Because they don't get in the safe place, they don't stay in the safe place, or they leave. The safe place. And outside, there's devils. There's curse. There's crazy people. Right? The world is a dangerous place. So it's not a matter of fixing the world. It's a question is, are you covered? Are you covered? Somebody say covered. Read that again. He that dwells. In the secret place of the Most High shall abide. The Hebrew is lodge. Lodge. What if something is lodged in something else? 
<laughs> it ain't coming out. Somebody said, that thing's lodged in there. You can't get it out. Lodge under the shadow of the Almighty. Glory to God. This is where we get this term, Shaddai, or Shaddai. The Almighty, the all-sufficient one. The one who meets all your needs. Glory to God. You don't have to leave. You don't have to go anywhere. (laughs) That's why you can lodge. You can just stay there. Because he meets all your needs. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. My fortress. My God. In him will I trust. Surely he will deliver you. From the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee. Oh, do you hear this? Now, I'm just going to keep on this for some time now. But that's what this word means. That's what the, all of these words come back to this. Shelter. Refuge. Protection. Cover. Cover. Can God cover a man? Can God cover a woman? Can God cover a family? Can God cover a house? Can God cover a church? Can God cover a nation? Hmm? It's because of God's covering that there still is a USA. Don't think, well, we're the mightiest power on the earth. Why? How? We're this and we're that. Without Him, we wouldn't make it through the night. I'm telling you. Now, a lot of people don't believe that, but it's the truth. I said, it's the truth. The Bible said, unless the Lord keeps you, the watchman wakes in vain. Thank God for our troops. Thank God for our patrols. Thank God for all our uh, armed forces and our our National Guard and and all our police and everything else. But I'm telling you what, you can put them all together. And without God, it ain't enough. It's not enough. Yeah, but we got weapons. And we I don't care what you got. Without God, it is not enough. Other nations have existed Longer than us and had more control, of more of the earth than us for longer. And you can't even find them today. Can't even find them. No. We're not to be proud of America apart from God. And that we can do anything, we can handle anything. No, no. I mean, dear me. Look at the storms that happen. Last year and the year before, and the hurricanes on the coast, and you know, it was terrible. But when you think about the whole nation, how much of the nation was hit? But a few things like that, and the nation is shaken. Did you hear me? We need God's covering. Now, we're going to talk about, yes, you're supposed to do what you know to do. We're going to talk about that. As time goes on. But you don't. No matter what you do. You don't trust in that to keep you safe. Hmm? Maybe you got locks on your door. Maybe you got loaded weapons inside. 
Maybe you got the best alarm system money can buy. Did you know that's not enough to keep you safe? Hmm? You know how easy that is to overcome? I got the safest car money can buy. I got 12 airbags. <laughs> I never drive over the speed limit. I'm the safest driver. <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot of other people on the road. <laughs> it's not enough. No matter what you do, it will never be enough by itself to keep you safe. That's why if you're smart, you'll say of the Lord, He's my protector. He's my refuge. He's my fortress. He's my, you're my God. I trust in you to keep me safe. And I live and dwell in the secret place of the Most High, under the shadow of the Almighty. Look at verse 4. He'll do what? He will cover you with his feathers. Say, God has feathers? (laughs) And under his wings shall you trust. God has wings? His truth shall be your shield and buckler. Is there protection in truth? Oh my. Truth. He will cover you with his feathers. Everybody say cover. And under his wings you'll trust. Now we're going to begin talking about how God protects you. How he does. And you keep seeing this word cover. The way he protects you is he covers you. Now go with me to some other scriptures. I want us to establish this in the word. Go to the book of Isaiah please. Isaiah 31. Isaiah 31. Say it as you turn. He covers me. And all mine. And all I have. He covers me. Glory to God. Are you covered? Somebody said, yeah, man, I got 15 insurance policies. I'm covered. <laughs> it's better not to need them. Not to have to use them. Okay, so you got your insurance. I understand that. But that's not enough either. Now, I'm going to say some things, and I don't want you to get scared, but if you get in fear about it, it reveals you are putting too much of your confidence in that. Well, thank God for our law enforcement. Well, thank God for them. But did you know that by the time you figure you got a problem, and you call them, and by the time they get there, what could happen? (laughs) How long does it take to do this? Pow! How long does that take? How long? Wow, there's somebody coming through my pile. <laughs> they ain't even been able to dispatch the car yet. Now don't misunderstand me. Thank God for our police. Thank God. But don't just count on them. They need you praying for them for God to protect them. (laughs) 
and on the road. How long does it take? Somebody come across the median. You're talking, listening to the radio, boom. How long? You ain't got no time to intercede. You ain't got no time to quote the 91st Psalm. Huh? It can happen so quick. You hardly got time to say Jesus. I said, Brother Keith, that scares me. Well, if it does, it's because you have been trusting in other things. And it is a false security. Hmm? Well, I got old Bessie. Ah, I shoot them between the eyes with my 45. They won't get past old Bessie. Well, what if you sound asleep? You can't even find Bessie. <laughs> well, I'm strong. I'll fight them. <laughs> well, some trust in horses. Some trust in chariots. And Bessie. (laughs) And the government. And in their security system. Yeah, their dog. But we. What? We'll trust in the Lord our God. Yeah, we do what we know to do. But after it's all done, that's not really what we're counting on. To make it through. Because unless the Lord keeps it. The watchman wakes for nothing. He gets up. He loads his weapons. He makes his patrol for nothing. If the Lord ain't doing it. Ain't keeping you. Then the rest of it is for nothing. But he is our covering. Isaiah 31. Are you there? Isaiah 31. Well let these scriptures get in your spirit. Isaiah 31. He describes something here. Down in verse uh, 5, I believe it is. Isaiah 31 and 5. As birds flying, birds have wings, birds have feathers. As birds flying, so will the Lord of hosts defend Jerusalem. Defending also, he will deliver it. And passing over, he will preserve it. Now, it's his word to his people, Israel and Jerusalem. It's his word to us, the Israel of God. But I want you to notice, it describes how he does it. Listen to the Amplified. Amplified says, like birds hovering, verse 5. Like birds, what? Hovering. Hovering. So the Lord of hosts will defend Jerusalem. He will protect and deliver it and pass over and spare and preserve it. New Living says, the Lord Almighty will hover over Jerusalem as a bird hovers around its nest. What's this hovering? Hovering over you, covering you. He'll defend. Uh, The English says, just as a bird hovers over its nest to protect its young, 
So I, the Lord Almighty, will protect Jerusalem, he said, and defend it. Like what? Like a bird. Now when the Lord uses that terminology, we're not to discount it. He's giving us something that shows us a perfect picture of how he does it. How does he do it? He hovers over us. Is this getting in your spirit? I want you to see this when you lay down on the bed at night. I want you to see this when you get in your car and back out your driveway. I want you to see this in every circumstance and in every place. There is a power hovering over you. Oh, glory to God. Hovering over you. It protects you. It keeps you. It's a place the enemy can't break through. It's something he can't get through to get to you, to hurt you. He can't penetrate it. It is impenetrable. Now go back up in Isaiah to the fourth chapter. Anybody like this besides me? Mm -mm. Say it out loud. He covers me. And all mine are covered all the time. Glory to God, he covers me. What if you believe that with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and you said it out of your mouth? What if you did? All the time. And it's not based on what you heard somebody say one time. It's the Bible. It's right here. God said it. Isaiah 4. Are you there? Isaiah 4 and verse 5. He said... The Lord will create upon every dwelling place of Mount Zion and upon her assemblies a cloud and smoke by day and the shining of a flaming fire by night. Somebody says, well, we don't have that anymore. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not there. For upon, or actually the word there is above, all the glory shall be a defense. And that's the word for? Anybody got this in your margin or your Bible? What is it? Covering. Covering. What is our defense? It's the covering. And there shall be a tabernacle for a shadow. Huh? He that dwells in the what? Secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow. There will be a tabernacle for a shadow in the daytime from the heat and for a place of refuge and for a covert from storm and from rain. The picture and you'll see this in other places, is like someone who is out in a terribly hot place. We can relate to that in recent times here. And the sun is just beating down on you, and you feel like you're overheating and about to have a stroke. And here comes this cloud over you. And it blocks the sunlight from over you. 
and it cools down. Here's a little breeze, cools down about 20 degrees. And you go, whoo, thank you. Have you ever done this literally? Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That is exactly how he protects you. He comes over you. And you may be feeling the heat of the situation. You may be feeling the pressure of the danger, of the peril. And if you'll believe him and do what he says, here he comes and just protects you. And you'll know it when he does. You'll go, oh, glory to God. I'm under the shadow of the Almighty. I'm safe. I'm safe. My kids are under the shadow. My spouse is under the shadow. My stuff is under the shadow. Can you say amen? Glory to God. Glory to God. Listen to this. The Amplified. The Lord will create over the whole site, over every dwelling place of Mount Zion and over her assemblies, a cloud and smoke by day, shining flame fire by night. For over all the glory shall be a canopy, a defense of divine love and protection. A canopy. Glory to God, a canopy of God himself saying, no, you don't. No, you don't. Back off. Back off. Now, when God says back off, (laughs) stuff backs off. (laughs) The enemy's ready to swoop in for the kill and he goes, whoa, whoa, back up. You don't touch him. And we're in there going, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> you ain't getting through God. So you got a rabid, slobbering predator out there. But how many understand this? You don't want to leave here. <laughs> After all that, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> you, you don't want to leave. Here, you want to dwell, you want to abide, you want to lodge (laughs) under the covering. (laughs) Can you say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Today's English version says, God's glory will cover and protect the whole city. His glory will shade the city from heat of day and make it a place of safety, sheltered from the rain and the storm. Picture it. It's raging, a storm, it's lightning, it's, it's thundering, the rain is pelting, the wind is blowing, and you're out and you're caught in it. But you make it to the safe place. And you get in there and you pull that 400 pound door closed. And you can't even hear the rain. You go, glory to God. 
You see the flashes of the lightning outside, but it's not bothering you in here. Because you are not exposed. You are covered. Say that out loud. I'm not exposed. I'm covered. I'm covered. With this canopy, he said, of protection. Go to the 25th chapter of Isaiah. Isaiah 25. I'll give you a couple more of these. Isaiah 25, verse 1. O oh Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you, I will praise your name, for you've done wonderful things. Your counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. You made of a city a heap, a defense city a ruin, a palace of strangers to be no city, and it'll never be built. He's talking about your enemies. Therefore shall the strong people glorify you. Got any strong people in here? The strong people will glorify you, and the city of the terrible nations will fear you. For you have been a strength to the poor, a strength to the needy in his distress, a refuge from the storm, a shadow from the heat, when the blast of the terrible ones is as a storm against the wall. You'll bring down the noise of strangers as the heat in a dry place, the heat with the shadow of a cloud. The branch of the terrible ones shall be brought low. Is he rest in distress? Is he strength to the weak? Is he a shadow from the heat? And when the blast of the terrible ones is against you, is he a refuge? From the storm. Your safe. Dwelling place. This is not just poetry. This is not just poetic imagery. This is spiritual reality. To the believer. And this protection is real. This covering. We've been reading. In the Old Testament haven't we? And we read about how that God brought his people. Out of Egyptian bondage. Didn't he? And you saw how the plagues swept through. And brought a nation to its knees. But the Bible said a dog didn't move its tongue against anybody that was in the land of Goshen. Not one died in that land. Not one of their cattle died. Is that right? No frogs in their houses. No insects, no flies, no blood in their water. Why? There would be like terrible plagues going on in Missouri. And when you drove to the Arkansas line, it's perfect over there. How's that work? A city limit border? A county line? You've seen it. The only way you know it's there, because there's a sign says, leaving such and such county or welcome to such and such. If it wasn't there, you wouldn't know. Because this patch of ground looks just like this patch of ground. But somebody drew a line (laughs) and made a difference between this and that. 
and said, this is Missouri and this is Arkansas. And if you don't think there's any difference, (laughs) do something in Missouri that you shouldn't supposed to do. And you'll find out it ain't Arkansas law that you got to deal with. Right? Or vice versa. You can say, yeah, but I'm from Arkansas. I don't live here. Yeah, but you broke a rule here. So you got to contend with this law. God covers you. And in his place, I don't care what kind of laws and rules the enemy wants to do. You're in a safe place. You can be in another country. And if you can get to the embassy. Come on. You can have 40 trucks following you on machine guns. You can have people with bayonets. You can have people with machetes. Screaming your name. And if you can get inside the embassy. Then you're no longer subject. Oh, come on. Somebody say hallelujah. We're in this world. But we're not of this world. Our citizenship is in heaven. Glory to God. And you can have all kind of stuff bearing down on you and trying to get to you and try to destroy you. But you get in the secret place of the Most High. (laughs) You're safe. Can't get to you. Can't touch you. Can't touch you. Can you say amen? Go to Matthew, the 23rd chapter. Matthew 23, 34. Matthew 23, 34. Jesus is speaking. He said, I will send you prophets and wise men and scribes, and some of them you will kill. Mm -mm. and crucify and some of them you'll scourge in your synagogues and persecute them from city to city that upon you may come all the righteous bloodshed upon the earth from the blood of righteous Abel unto the blood of Zacharias son of Barachias whom you slew between the temple and the altar Verily I say to you, all these things shall come upon this generation. And you know, it was an awful moment when those guys stood out there and Pilate washed his hands and said, Hey, I'm nothing to this. You know, I'm clean from his blood. And they hollered out, His blood be on us. Oh. And we see through history a lot of terrible things. But he said... Verse 37, old Jerusalem, Jerusalem that killed the prophets and stoned them that are sent to you. How often would I have gathered your children together, even as a hen gathers her chickens under her wings? Did you get this picture now? Have we seen this before? We've seen it again and again. We saw it in the Psalms. We saw it in Isaiah. You see it repeatedly. You see it here in Matthew. You'll see it in Luke. Under his wings. Under his feathers. And his wings you'll trust. The picture 
is of a mother or a parent bird hovering over the little ones, the little chicks. Have you ever seen a hen and her chicks? And can she cover them? She can cover them to where you can't even see them. Is that right? And whatever would be after them has to come through her. Because you can't even see them. They're under her wings. They're under her feathers. This is what God gave us. This is what Jesus himself repeated from Isaiah and Psalms. He repeated this to us to help us to see this is exactly what God does for us. He covers us with his wings, with his feathers. But have you ever observed how this works? You got mama hen. Now we're not talking about in the chicken house. We're talking about on the farm, pre-commercialization. <laughs> pre-chicken house, pre-frozen chicken, pre-pre. And you've got the chicken that laid the eggs and sat on the eggs herself and the little chicks hatched. And now they follow the mama hen around. Anybody ever seen this now? I mean... You have to ask because in this day and time, people think chicken comes from the grocery store. <laughs> have you seen it? Tell me again. You've seen the mother hen and what's she doing? She's walking around and she's eating and the little chicks are pecking around and, and they're looking and they might be scattered over a pretty big area. And here comes a big dog. And he'd like to have that chick for lunch. What happens now? Huh? She makes sounds. Doesn't she? You see this all through the kingdom, uh, animal kingdom. Don't you? The mama makes a sound. What is that sound? You don't understand it, but it's chicken for run quick. Come to mama. You thought it was buck, 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 buck. But it's chicken for run quick. Run quick to mama. And she's holding her, her wings out. And they all know what they're supposed to do. Isn't it amazing that they all know what they're supposed to do? God has put it in them. They all know what to do. And they run. And they run and they gather right around uh, mama's legs and mama's feet. And when all of them are there, whoop. And they're all safe. And protected. Unless you're a little independent chick. <laughs> and you, you ain't going to. Run like the other little chicks. Because <laughs> you can handle the world by yourself now. You're a big chick. <laughs> you about to be somebody's lunch chick. 
You're about to be a gone chick. The safety of the chick depends on how quickly and how completely that chick follows the directions of mama. I mean, how many understand, in some cases, you got seconds and you got less. And so if the chick's going to think about it and wander around and explore on its own and decide whether it wants to submit or not, that's when the wolf destroys. Can you see that? Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. And he talked about the bad shepherd that's a hireling runs away when the predator comes. But a good shepherd doesn't. What would a good shepherd do? A good shepherd will get between the flock and the predator. Oh, can you see this? His rod and his staff, they comfort me. Why? Because he uses them (laughs) to hurt the enemy and to protect me. But you don't want to be on the wrong side of the shepherd. You don't want to be outside mama's cover. Jesus is weeping. Jesus is moved in this instance. He said, how many times I wanted to gather you. I sent you prophets. I sent you men and women of God. I sent you people and they called you to me. And I'm saying, come on, come here. It's not safe out there. It's dangerous out there. Come here. Come here. Get under me. Get under me. Come now. Come. And yet you got millions that are going, well, I just don't know. And so we got a lot of people no longer with us. He said, I, how many times I would have gathered you and protected you? He said, but did you read that last phrase? But you would not. Behold, your house is left to you desolate. Does that mean it was destroyed? Yeah. Read it, verse 24. Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came and showed him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said, do you see all these things? Verily I say to you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Does that mean it was going to be destroyed? It was not going to be protected? Yeah. Was that his will? That please him? No. What did he say? Repeatedly. I wanted you to come to me. How often? I called for you. I sent for you. I said, come here. Come here. Get under here. So the real issue. We're not going to be able to make the whole planet safe. It's a dangerous place. It's a perilous place. But we can be protected if we'll get under and stay under the covering. And if he, when he calls, we come a-running. We don't have to figure it out. We don't have to get him to explain it to us. Huh? When it comes to him, don't think you're so brilliant and you can figure stuff out. You need to think like a little chick. When he says, cluck, cluck. I mean, you need to be out of here. You're, you're gone from where, where did he go? What happened to him? What did he do? We need to be trained so well to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. 
that we don't have to reason it out. We don't have to figure it out. We don't have to have it explained to us. It doesn't have to make sense to us. We don't have to understand it. We just respond. Dr. John G. Lake, in his writings one time, said he was driving up a mountain pass. And he said it came up in him, pull over on the side of the road. And it was the wrong shoulder, the wrong side. And he thought... All these curves up here, you can't see anything. He's going up this mountain road. He thought, and he, so he's thinking about that. Came up again. Pull over now. And he just did it. He just did it. It didn't make sense. Didn't even seem safe. And he did it. And just about that time, here comes a truck. Wow. And it was in his lane. And there was no guardrail. His brakes had burned out. He was out of control. If he had waited another 30 seconds, he would have been legally correct. (laughs) Huh? He'd have been in the right lane. His lane. And dead. There's so much we don't know. But there is a covering. There is a protection. Can you say amen? There is the secret place of the Most High. Go to 1 Peter in closing, please. 1 Peter 5. You going to be an obedient chick? Or a brave little independent chick? <laughs> Going to figure this thing out for yourself. Work it out for yourself. No. No, you just go running under the shadow of the Almighty. First Peter 5 tells us why we need this protection. First Peter 5 and 8. Be sober. Be vigilant. That's another reason why you don't need to be high. Or drunk. I'm serious. How many people died while they were drunk or high? And here, I'm not just talking about people. People who had gotten saved. People who had gotten saved, they were born again. But, they yielded to the flesh. They got drunk. How well do you suppose you're going to hear the mother hen cluck when you are high? When you're drunk, you need to be sober. You need all your faculties all the time. And you need to be vigilant. You need to be on the watch. You don't need to be in fear. But you need to be awake and alert. Because we live in a dangerous world. Are you with me now? Not in fear. Not afraid something bad's going to happen to you. But you need to be alert and aware. How many are glad that somebody is on the scopes tonight watching to see if anybody's firing any nuclear missiles at us? Hmm? Are you glad somebody's going to stay up all night? Right? And watch these radars and watch these scopes and see if there's anything to track. We got, thank God, thank God for our troops, for our, our defense, our armed forces, our people. 
they are, somebody is always vigilant. Somebody's always on the watch, always on the wall, always watching and looking and alert. And you got to be, because this world is a dangerous place. Well, you do too. Don't be afraid, but watch. Be alert. Don't be drunk. Don't be stoned out of your head. Don't be full of alcohol. Don't be, be sober, alert, aware, and vigilant. Vigilant means on your toes, on the watch. It's not okay for you to go to six months and you don't know what your kids are doing. You don't know who they're running with, where they are, where they're going, what they're doing. That is not being vigilant. You're supposed to know. Oh, it's a little weak, guys. Well, I'm just too busy. I can't. Yeah, you're too busy. You got to change it. Got to take care of your chicks. God tells you to run to Him. You got to holler for them. They got to follow you. You got to be alert. You got to be sober. You got to be aware. And you got to be vigilant. Why? Why? Read it. Why? Because your adversary. The devil, is the devil real? Oh, yes. Yeah. As a roaring lion walks about seeking whom he may devour. He is a destroyer. He is a killer. He's a thief. He's a stealer. He's a destroyer. And he's going about. Now, you know, the lion is the biggest, baddest predator around. And that's how he goes around, looking to destroy. That's the way he does it. Oh, but, you know, if you didn't have some of this, it just might concern you and scare you that you got somebody out there like that trying to kill you and destroy you. But there's two very key words that comfort me. He's seeking whom he may. Well, now, why wouldn't he just devour everybody he comes to? Huh? Why would he have to be seeking? Why didn't he just mow us all down in a row? One after another. Just chew us up. Just kill us all. Don't you think he would if he could? You think he'd let us see the light of morning if he had anything to do about it? So we could tell somebody else about Jesus? He'd kill us all. Every one of us. If he could. That's just who he is and what he is. But when it says he's seeking, that means he's trying to find some folks to kill, and he can't find certain ones. Oh, glory to God. He wants to devour them, but he may not. He cannot, because he can't find them. He's looking for them, and looking for them. He's looking for them, but all he sees is these great big wings. Oh, hallelujah. And he's ranting and raving and roaring and slobbering and foaming at the mouth. And he wants to kill somebody. But he can't touch us. He can't get to us. He can't get to your babies. He can't get to your teenagers. He can't get to your house. He can't get to your stuff. He can't get to your animals. He can't get to your business. Can't get to you. Can't find you. Can't find you to devour you. He's seeking. He can't find you. 
He wants to, but he may not. Because you live. You stay. You dwell. You are lodged (laughs) in the secret place of the Most High. You're dwelling under the shelter of his wings. The covert of his presence. Under his feathers and his wings. You are safe. Can you say amen? Amen. Stand on your feet if you would. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.